Lily with a quick note. Our schedules didn't end up lining up with June's, so fortunately there isn't going to be a third episode uh, for our KCON season. Instead, we're going to go straight into season two featuring Boston Comic Con and hopefully catch up with June later. Until then, here's season two of Conquest, Boston Comic Con. Welcome to Conquest, the podcast, season two. I'm Lily Rugo. I'm Joyce, and we are going to Boston Comic Con second this time. season. I'm excited. Uh, like I said, it's our second time. We went last year for the first time, and it was a we had fun. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. It was our first Comic Con ever. Yeah, our first official like Comic Con because we've gone to a few other cons, but they've mostly been uh, anime or K-pop based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, Liberty City's anime based. Yeah, I was gonna say. Anyways. Um, so some history on Boston Comic Con. This will be their 11th year in existence. This will be their second year after this major company in London bought them out. So that's why all of the branding is as Fan Expo Boston. That's the name of the company that buys them. But I feel like even if we've only known for two years, we everyone who knows still calls it Boston Comic Con. They have changed location a few times. They started pretty small. And obviously more fans came, it got bigger and bigger, and they were able to get into like larger convention centers. They used to be in the Heinz, which is where Anime Boston is held. I oh, thought yeah. that was funny. And uh, yeah, after the buyout last year was the first time they went to this big-ass convention center here in the city called the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center, slash the BCEC. This is where um, PAX? Yes, PAX. Uh, PAX East is held, as well as... Didn't you go to a con there? I went... Okay, not a con. It was like a tech business conference. Okay. (laughs) And it was really boring, but it was also equally huge. Yeah, you met Paul Rudd. Okay, you didn't meet Paul Rudd, but you saw him. I was in the same room as Paul Rudd, and then it accidentally got in the way of Paul Rudd. And he's short. I'm so surprised. (laughs) Um, But he's nice. Mm -hmm. I think. He was cool. Yeah, the whole, like, Fan Expo Boston thing, that's the official name but we were noticing that that's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone refer to it as Fan Expo. Like, everyone always refers to it as Boston Comic Con, even with this change. Like, it's kind of ignored, I feel like. Yeah, and even we were looking on the website for this history, and up in the tiny corner of the logo, it says <laughs> Boston Comic Con presents Fan Expo Boston. That's also really stupid. It should be Fan Expo presents Boston Comic Con. I agree, because their whole series is called that. Right? So. Fan Expo, I know what you're trying to do, but stop. It's just, it's Boston Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of misleading because I remember the few times I ended up Googling the con since last year. The first thing that comes up is Fan Expo something something, and it makes you think like, oh, that's not it. And then it's hard to find like the resources and links yeah. you need to find out to go to con yeah. and stuff like that. So. Also, a uh, quick thing. Uh, Boston Comic Con is also really expensive. Yeah. Probably not as bad as New York Comic Con or San Diego or Anime Expo and things like that, but like of the Boston area conventions, a three day pass is $90. Almost 100 Yeah. There are other special passes you can get that are even more. And yeah, because if you want to meet any of the guests, any type of interaction costs money, I think, almost any, except for when you happen to see them at their mm-hmm. table, because they have a separate section in, I think it's the dealer slash artist alley, yeah. where you can see them, but you can't really do anything else except say hi. Yeah. So 
So, yeah, let's get into that, because like we were saying, last year was the first time I was there at the BCEC, which is this big-ass glass space. It's really cool, but it's absolutely ginormous. <laughs> um, and it's really overwhelming. The Most of the con of, like, the standard con things of, like, a dealer's room, artist alley, fan event, and then the main stage all happen on this one ginormous concrete floor, and you walk in, and there's just sounds and costumes and lights. It's easy to get lost because there are so many aisles and booths and booths that look similar. Like, I know there was a couple times where it's like, we lost each other and it's like, where are you? But the space is just so big that it's just like, it's impossible unless you like leave the area. It was a lot, but it was a lot of fun. It is interesting because I think because a lot of the events are held in that space, in most conventions, you see a lot of people out and about, I feel like, but for this con to, see other cosplays, like, meet other people, you often have to go into that specific area, not so much mm -hmm. anywhere else in the con, because that's where most of the things happen. But because they have everything in one area, it's there's a lot of hype, and mm -hmm. it makes you be more within the crowd and the fans that makes it more exciting to be there. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. You definitely feel a lot of the fan hype. Um, also, and one of the corners that they have is the the guest engagement of when they sit down at a table and people stand in line to see these people. So that is its own like hype bubble because that's where the actual celebrities are and things like that. And then the main stage, which we went for the cosplay contest, and I was surprised at how large that space was in this already large space. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't. I don't even have a chair estimate for how many people were sitting in that space or how many seats were set up, but I feel like... Is a thousand an exaggeration? I feel like that's what we were sitting in. I can see that. I, can I wouldn't see that. be surprised. It's probably closer to like seven or eight hundred, but it felt like a thousand like plastic folding chairs were set up. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, that area, they enclosed it with these curtains, and I remember there were a few times where I would pass by it, and... There's certain events, I think, where you have to pay to see it. So they're very like high security to make sure people don't get to sneak in, see what's going on if they don't have the ticket to go into the event. And I've seen quite a few people like stick their heads in and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so that's funny. But also, um, yeah, it's used for so many different events during the weekend. Mm -hmm. And the cosplay contest was a lot of fun, though, when it we went. It was really fun. Um... They, they were really impressive. Like, I thought a lot of the winners should have won. Mm -hmm. um, remember the Loki last year? Oh my they gosh, They were asked yeah. to, like, say something, <laughs> and then this person took the mic and gave this whole monologue. <laughs> like, a whole-ass monologue. They were, they were prepared. It was really good. And also, there was a really good Thor, and so, like, the two of them yes. would, like, banter back and forth. That was fun. I ended up filming that Loki for my cosplay video oh, that yeah. year, and they were very charismatic, and they really did the character justice. Like, they were able to embody what Loki is in the yeah. film, so that was really cool. Yeah. The other thing about the layout of BCEC is when you walk in, you walk into the dealer's room. I would say it's like 60% dealer's room, mm -hmm. this space, and then you kind of, you get lost for a little bit, and then you kind of wander into Artist Alley. Yeah, Artist LA was really hard to find for us because uh, for the most part, uh, our friends group we prefer Artists Alley mm -hmm. over the like anything we want to get from dealers room we could just get from Newberry Comics or Amazon. But Artist Alley is a little bit more special, and usually some more hard work is put into that. But it was really hard to find in the BCEC. It's very hidden. Like I want to say, you really have to look for it to be able to go and like 
find the artist alley instead of just happen to stumble upon it like you said and so that's kind of unfortunate it feels like they could have placed it somewhere better maybe mm-hmm. they will this year who knows yeah. it was also very sm- like it was a lot of artists but it was very tight so it was a lot of maze like wandering through artist alley mm-hmm. and they had smaller tables if yeah. correctly. so that's also unfortunate where i guess these mass stores and companies kind of take over the floor which typically happens but we've seen artist alleys where it's more expansive mm-hmm. and there are more artists that are there to like look at buy art from so yeah and also they have more things out like it's not just um fan art like posters and things they'll have like plushies or like bags or other things like that mm-hmm. uh, i feel like this artist alley was mostly poster based most are poster and art based mm-hmm. i also feel like most dealers rooms have like one of everything. I noticed there are a lot of repeats in Boston Comic Con, but I assume they do that to fill up the space. Probably. They, yeah, because they don't want, or they they try to get it all fully booked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember one booth I was really impressed by last year was a weapons booth. That was cool. That was, that was cool. They, I don't think you could, if you bought a weapon there, you weren't allowed to have it as your prop or anything because of you know safety precautions. I think you had to like immediately wrap it up or whatever. That makes sense. But they were so good. Mm-hmm. It looked very realistic. It looked really realistic, and they had so many different types of weapons. Like, they had Thor's hammer, they had the kill-a-kill scissor blade, they had Link's sword, they had the key thing from that video game. Kingdom Hearts. Thank you. (laughs) 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 I'm not a fake fan, I promise. Um, Yeah. And then the panels, BCEC has a bunch of, like, convention, or panel rooms and conference rooms, and that's where all the panels were. Some were, like, pretty small. They seated about 20, 30, and others probably had at least 100, 150 mm-hmm. in them. So it was that's a really nice space for a convention. It's a nice obviously. range, yeah, yeah, of things to attend to, because I assume that would mean there's some that it's I guess, has more niche topics as to, like, maybe a guest appears mm-hmm. and does an interview or something like that, yeah. so that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's the BCEC for a reason, and it's a really <laughs> good space for a comic convention specifically. It's also mostly glass, which is <gasps> yes. gorgeous. I think... That is my favorite place to make videos because I tend to be the type of person, because most videographers, what they do is if they're very serious about it, they ask the cosplayer, like, do you want to go outside with me? Let's take a couple shots together. But I'm the kind of person just like, I like to just spend my day in the convention. If I see someone really cool, I'm just like, yo, can I get a quick shot of you? And typically they say yes. And most cons are indoors where there's like bad lighting. It's very murky. It comes up pretty bad most of the time but because it's glass and there's it's so well lit literally everywhere there's not aside from the panels rooms i think everywhere else has the glass ceilings like you said it always looks so nice everything looks so nice the hallways where people are just chilling out is like all this great natural lighting Mm -hmm. even the convention floor it has fluorescence but they're it's such a wide white space even that sometimes doesn't look terrible Mm -hmm. but yeah it's I love the BCEC. Up next to the Jarvis Center, where Anime NYC was. Javits Center. Javits Center. Jarvis is a robot. They sound similar. They sound similar. Yes. Um, I'd say the BCEC is up there with the Javits Center. as my favorite con location for Me photography. Um, Another thing that I noticed is the convention ends at seas very early. Most cons, they typically end midnight, past midnight. They have a lot of night panels where it's maybe for an older audience but this convention it ends extremely early i want to say possibly around eight maybe even seven i forget specifically what time but we ended up going home at a very reasonable time but it gave us enough time to like 
get ready for the next day mm -hmm. and we weren't tired out, which typically happens. It's interesting that they made the days so short, but also I feel like that's a sign of they consider this convention geared more towards maybe families mm -hmm. and kids instead of, I don't know, I guess like a party nerds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it's just interesting because I've never seen a con do that except for specifically Boston Comic Con. So. Yeah. Um, last year I did an internship with Boston Magazine and I begged my editor to let me cover Comic-Con, and she did. So, yeah, I talked to some of the convention organizers and things like that, and they were saying that it, that is one of their goals, is they really want to bring out the families, but they know that obviously not everyone going to con is about that 6 p.m. life. So they had a lot of paid, again, but after-party type things. Like, I think there was a cosplay cruise, which... Lord oh knows gosh. how messy that got. I don't even want to know. They had um, wait what last year? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I remember we were talking about like. Is this a thing? Because I feel like now there's a lot more like cons on cruises now. I don't know. And I was unaware that they had one last year for this convention. It's because it looked messy, and I didn't want us to go. <laughs> so I mean, you also, it's probably a lot of money. It's probably a lot. It of money. was also really expensive. But they have other like late night shows, and like um, the cast of Rocky Horror went last year. So I think they had like not to the cruise. Oh, okay. maybe to the cruise. I'm not sure how old they are, if they're still down to party on a boat. Um, but So I think they had like a special Rocky Horror screening with the cast type thing. Mm -hmm. So they have late night options, but again, they're mostly paid. And at least for like, maybe not even 18 plus. I feel like they're mostly 21 plus for people to get lit. Mm -hmm. But I actually really appreciated how family friendly uh, Comic-Con was last year. Because seeing all the kids... Last summer was the summer Wonder Woman came out. So just seeing all the little girls running around as Wonder Woman or Rey from Star Wars was just really heartwarming. Yeah. I think it's heartwarming when you see families cosplay from the same like fandom. It's just so cute to see the parents and then with their kids and just getting their kids onto like the whole con line and seeing all of them enjoy it together. Yeah. It's really awesome. We're gonna see so many incredible families. <gasps> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I love the incredible it's my favorite Pixar movie, so I didn't even think of that. I hope to see a family that's cosplaying yeah. the incredible. You can make a whole ass video from the incredible families we're gonna see. <laughs> Again, I just I really love the BCEC for its lighting. Um, we go as fans and we have fun and we like going to panels, but my favorite thing to do at conventions, which I'm actually not sure why Joyce and our roommate Melissa put up with it, is I just sit there in a hallway and people watch. <laughs> like I mean, I love that too. I do the same because yeah. I, especially as someone who likes to film cosplayers, you want to make sure you get all like the cosplayers you really want to get for right. your photos, your video, whatever, yeah. and just. Honestly, even without that, even if I didn't have my camera on me, just people watching, like you said, is so much fun because there's so many unique, well-made, intricate cosplays that you can see at yeah. conventions. So. Also, I love when cosplayers like walk by each other and they interact. Yeah, and they're just like, "I see you, I see you too," or someone yells "Marco," and then like eight people yell "Polo." There's a conga line sometimes. But, but yeah, my yeah. yeah, my favorite thing to do at conventions is people watch, and then I'm trying to get more into cosplay photography. Not like super nice portraits, but a little nicer than just an iPhone photo. Mm -hmm. um, but Joyce is the actual like videographer when we go to cons. Mm -hmm. You have a whole channel. Yeah, I started two years ago at Otacon 2016. I just did it for fun, but then at the time I was just like, wait, this is a lot of fun. And so I'm like very intense about it. I kind of feel like I've been slightly on a hiatus this past <laughs> year because when we went to Anime NYC, and Anime Boston this year, I didn't really make one, but I'm, I think I'm gonna go very hard into it these next few months because there's gonna be quite a few cons I'll be going to. So, and Boston Comic Con will be the first of it all. So I'm very excited to make the video, yeah. see the cosplays there, 
And part of it, first off, I like making the videos just because, I mean, I'm a production person. I really like making the videos and editing them and putting them up and things like that. But another aspect of it that I really like is it really flatters the cosplayers <laughs> you ask. Because almost always, they're always going to say, like, of course, I would mm -hmm. love to do that. I love doing things like this. And so it's good for everyone. Like, everyone really enjoys being part of it. So that's really yeah. awesome. And I'm sure people feel the same way when you ask them for photos. Right? There's a few, um, or at least I remember at Anime NYC, there were a few obscure characters from shows that... Um, I was convinced I was like one of two people who've seen the show. So then I saw this character wandering around. And I was just like, oh my god! Mm -hmm. And they're like, you watch the show. I watch the show. And so like, it was, and even if you're not into it with like a nice camera or like a YouTube channel and things like that, just taking photos of a cosplayer with your cell phone or taking a video with them is it's really flattering. It's really enjoyed. That's part of the fan culture. Mm -hmm. That's so much fun at cons. Um, also. It's a good thing our cosplays are pretty low-key this year because, honestly, we planned around our photography <laughs> and yeah. video skills or video habits. So our roommate Melissa is not coming with us this year, and I feel bad she can't come with us because it's like, oh, it's the squad, but in a way, we won't be holding someone back because I feel like it's typically <laughs> us two that are always like, we need a people watch, we need to take these cosplays, but then Melissa doesn't really do anything close to that. She just kind of like does her own thing, mm -hmm. and so... Yeah, we'll be together just yeah. with our cameras. We'll just exchange stuff holding at some point. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, but yeah, our cosplays are... Do you want to say them? Um, well, I'll say one of them and you can okay. say the other. Well, one of them we're doing is Lilo and Stitch. I was Lilo last year, except with the plush, but now I will have an actual Stitch, which is Lily. Me! Uh, she bought a coat recently. I, is it a coat? It's like, Yeah, it's a jacket thing. Because um, I really didn't want a onesie. <laughs> Boston Comic Con is in August. It's so gonna be I very hot. I didn't want the BCEC has really nice air conditioning, but no. <laughs> so I'm gonna be Stitch. I'm gonna have a coat. I mean, it's still like, it's kind of like a onesie. You just chopped off like yeah. the bottom part. I'm just wearing so pants. You just need to wear yeah pants, and it'll be fine. Yeah. It's close enough. And then our other tag team day is another throwback. We did this one for Anime Boston last year. Ash and Pikachu. Hey. So this time Joyce is in a onesie. Yeah, I will be, and I'm gonna be very hot. But like yeah. you said, it's gonna be AC and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be too bad. But I'm pretty sure yeah. no one thought this. But just in case, Joyce is gonna be Pikachu in a onesie, <laughs> and I will be Ash in my outfit from Amazon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not Ash in a onesie. <laughs> I kind of want to see that though. That'll be funny. That'll be so funny. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for us to. Do those cosplays. I'm excited to get this season going. We had mm -hmm. a lot of fun at KCON. We had a lot of fun with our first podcast experiences. Mm -hmm. And this will be a good second season. Yeah, I feel like not only this season, but however far we take this podcast, there will be a lot of stories to be shared. A lot of interesting things that will happen at the cons that we end up covering and stuff like that. It'll be good times. Mm -hmm. Alright, so wrap up. What are you into these days, Joyce? Um... I have one big one, which I actually have not been telling Lily much about, so this is going to be very interesting to talk about right now. There is a game I started actually a few weeks ago, so it's been a while, but it's one of those games where it's like, I always play like a smidget of it, and then like do something else, like watch something else, and play something else, and then come back to it. And the reason I started playing this game was because a friend recommended it to me. It's called Night in the Woods, mm. and it's... A very story-rich game, and recently I've gotten to a certain point in the game where it's like, I am in love with this game. <laughs> I think what really drew me in, first off, is very atmospheric because the music is wonderful. I've been listening <laughs> to music non-stop lately, like every single song I've enjoyed. And then the characters 
I love the characters. Like, it's to the point where, like, when we're talking about cosplay and stuff like that, like, outside of these episodes, I make cosplay one of the characters from this game. Like, that's how attached I am to this game. And the characters are very endearing. I think the game has some of the most interesting characters I've ever seen, just because they're so multifaceted. Like, most characters I feel like you see are like, oh, they embody this personality, mm-hmm. or, like, they have this purpose in the plot, and that's it. But you really get to see how everyone struggles and how everyone is as people and how they react to certain things. And my favorite part about it is I love games where you can have different paths or endings. Mm -hmm. And so this is my first playthrough. I am definitely going to play it again (laughs) to get the different playthrough um, because it's based on how you interact with other people. But yeah, I've been really enjoying that game. I highly recommend it if you really enjoy video games. I went on that for a really long time, I'm sorry. I'm, like, very passionate about this game, but... Um, Do you remember how long I talked about Max Dad? Yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but, yeah, that's something I've been super into. Um, what about you, Lily? Um, well, the both of us, we started the Netflix drama Man to Man, the Korean oh, drama. Oh, right. One episode we, in. We forgot to mention this last episode. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I mean, I'm interested. I didn't realize the main male lead was the second male lead from My Love from Another Star, and I am shook. That's yeah. like a three-year glow-up. He looks so good in Man to Man. Well, we should also explain, like, for people who haven't seen, like, okay, so because in My Love from Another Star, he plays a very, like, oh, like, I'm very rich. innocent and rich. Innocent. Yeah, I guess he's supposed to be an older guy that, like, I don't know what's happening in the world, but, like, in this new one, he's, he's a secret agent. <laughs> yeah. Cold-hearted. We can see how else is gonna go. Yeah. Um, with our roommate, Melissa, we're gonna have her on at some point. We've mentioned her too many times. Yeah. Um, she goes to cons often with us. I assume yeah. in a future episode, we'll be like, yo, we're going to this con together. Yeah. Um, we've been watching Hero Academia still. Been a oh, good yeah. time. Uh, enjoy the new theme songs, opening and endings. Mm-hmm. And we're almost done with Tadakun, the full <gasps> title. Right. Uh, well, the English title is Tadakun Never Falls oh, yeah. in Love. I forget the Japanese title, yeah. but that is something we've been watching lately. It's adorable. It's the same creators as Nozaki-kun, Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun, which is why we started watching it. It's cute. Nozaki-kun was the first anime our friend group, the three of us, watched, so it's nice that we're also... Oh, wait, really? Are yeah. you sure? <laughs> Are you yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Ankyu no Terror. Was it Zaku? Oh, well. Oh, no, it's Psycho Pass. Psycho Pass was first, but I think Nozaki Kun was second because Ankyu no Terror we watched together. I forget. Anyway, it's one of the first well, shows we've seen. Well, that was almost a sweet story and I remember. I'm sorry. I have ruined that moment, but like, it's, it's okay. one of the first shows we've seen. You so. ruined the moment with the truth. I was telling lies. Um, but yeah, we highly recommend Tadakun. If you like Oran High School Host Club, you'll love this. If you like Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, you're gonna love this. It's a, it's a good time. Great music. This opening's really good. I love the opening. Um, yeah, some intense stuff happened recently. Yeah. Wait, the show's already done. We just have to catch up to yeah. the end, and it's a very short season so if you're yeah. interested in ever watching something short we recommend this yeah mm-hmm. um for me degrimmon is still on pause i watched four more episodes since the last time we recorded because i felt bad and then i and then i read a book and then oh, i'm sad i read a right. book because it wasn't a good book mm-hmm. uh, a man of shadows by jeff noon i don't actually recommend it's <laughs> weird and it's supposed to be weird but like whatever uh, what else have I been watching? I think that's mostly it. I'm off my Super Junior kick mm. because I saw GOT7. <laughs> right, GOT7 concert. It was so good. Mm-hmm. They're, you went to the New York concert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went to the Barclays Center for the first time. Apparently they were, there was a lot of hype because they were like one of the first K-pop groups to ever go to the Barclays Center oh, in Brooklyn. They're making history. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they're so good. I love GOT7 so much. 
Um, they're so talented, and they're really good singers, they can dance so well. I cried a few times. <laughs> it was really emotional, and I had such a good time, and I'm proud of the group for coming up and ending their tour. If you're a fan of GOT7, and or you just might kind of like K-pop, I highly recommend seeing them live. They're so good and so funny live. And if you're just kind of interested in K-pop, I highly recommend GOT7. Okay, talking about K-pop, there's something I have to bring up. Now okay. that you mentioned it. Uh, we watched Mama Moo's comeback <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I, didn't, I thought you saw this coming. I, never, I, <laughs> I never do. Love Mama Moo. I was so hyped for this comeback. Their comeback was bomb. I love it so much. I think, honestly, this tops their last comeback. I actually like the song more. Oh. It's so great. I listened to their some of their side tracks. I haven't listened to the full album yet because it's not on Spotify yet. But yeah, they look so great. And I really... Because also, what's really cool about Mama Moo this particular year is how they're coming out with an EP per season. So I think they're very busy this year. I'm a little concerned. Like, hopefully they're not overworking themselves. But for fans of Mamu, it's just always such a, like, woo, this year we get so many songs and so much content from them. Because they're also on so many shows now, I think, to promote, I guess, their new music and work that they're coming out with. But... Yeah, highly recommend that album if you are looking for something new to listen to. Honestly, if you're just looking for new girl groups, you should get on Mamu. They're really yeah. talented. They're one of the most talented groups out right now. Mm-hmm. Not they sorry, twice. <laughs> um, oh, the, uh, speaking... All right, no we're going to go on a small K-pop rant. Okay. Again, because the other artist that I'm super into right now is Holland. <gasps> right! His, he came out with his double single, I'm So Afraid Today. I haven't Day. seen it yet. Honestly, it's... It's kind of... Okay, so he had two singles. He had um, I'm Not Afraid. Yeah. And then he came out today with I'm So Afraid. Mm -hmm. And they definitely play off each other. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice. Uh, I'm So Afraid is more of a visual experience. It's more about the music video than the song, I think. Um, But for quick context, Holland is a young, gay, out gay, uh, Korean idol who is so talented. I love him so much. Neverland was his debut, and he did a really good job with it. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I'm Not Afraid is just a bop. Support it because it's a bop and love it because it's a bop. Like, I'm so proud of Holland. He's doing really good things, and I just, I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He makes great music. Mm-hmm. He deserves all the love. He does. He also mm-hmm. deserves a boyfriend. <laughs> um, in the I'm Not Afraid music video, there's like a kind of a content warning, depending on who you are. Uh, there's a hardcore makeout scene. Uh, yeah. And then he tweeted later of screen caps from like behind the scenes of like, with captions like, my best friend, my queen, and my boyfriend. And I was just like, yes, they're dating. This is wonderful. And then he tweeted out later, it's like, D- no, JK, guys, he's just an actor. And he's straight. I would tell you if I had a boyfriend. So now I'm really sad <laughs> Holland doesn't have a boyfriend. Oh, He deserves all the happiness. And that guy was cute. He deserves that guy. <laughs> it's okay. Holland, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the music videos were wonderful. And I'm very excited to see what other music he comes out with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be slept on. He definitely. He's from a small indie label, mm-hmm. which is already also going to make his career hard. But yeah, follow Holland. H O L L A N D. Yeah, like Tom Holland. <laughs> the amount of times I look up Holland and Tom Holland comes up, I'm just like the wrong one. <laughs> oh no, wrong small man. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow me at Joyce's Cookie J O Y C E S Cookie on YouTube as well as Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Lily underscore Rugo. You can subscribe to our podcast at conquestpod.simplecast.fm. We're working on the iTunes subscription so you don't have to remember that long URL. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully by Boston Comic Con, we're going to get our social media set up and you can just follow us there too. Also, thank you to DCD Prod for letting us use their music confusion. And thanks to us for editing and producing. 